What's up, friends? I'm your host, Amanda Smith, and welcome to the Girl Gang Podcast, the show where I chat with inspiring women about business, life's challenges, and building community, because we all need it. If you need a girl gang, this podcast is for you. All right, Shannon, let's welcome to the Girl Gang podcast. How are you? Woohoo! So excited to be here, Amanda. So excited. This is going to be a bomb ass episode, and I think people are just going to love it. So, really quick, um, for those who are living under a rock um, and don't know who you are, tell us who you are and what you do. I like long romantic walks on the beach. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? My name is Shannon. I am the founder owner of this social bungalow, which is an online community for female entrepreneurs. And so we do courses and teachings and all things. Let's get you from A to Z the right way, the, the, the efficient way in your business and your marketing. If you're an online based female entrepreneur. Beyond that, though, we're just an epic, I mean, so similar to you guys, just an epic group of women who really love and support one another. It's a big learn, grow, and connect, um, collaborative, bright, shiny corner of the internet. And I'm basically just the honored leader while I get to watch everybody do badass things. So, yeah. yeah. I love that you said it's a bright, shining corner of the internet because that's what I always hope that, you know, I we're doing too. And I think, you know, social media can be so full of so many different things, but like, how are you really like brightening, you know, the online space? Um, so you are the queen of so many things, but really marketing and scaling your business, especially online business. Um, that is what you do and have proven that time and time again. Uh, I'll just say right now, if you're not in the social bungalow Facebook group, you need to be, if you're listening, It is incredible. I've met so many great people through the group or connected with friends that I already knew in the group. And obviously, I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups for social connection. Um, But I'm so excited because we're going to touch on some really cool things in this episode. And normally, you know, it's very conversational for our episodes, but we have specific questions that I know our audience is going to want to know from you, know the answers from you. So you are huge on serving your audience and giving them the goods, giving them, giving away some of your best stuff for free. And I think that sounds counterintuitive to some of us, especially if we started in the online space a few years ago, listening to other voices out there. That's not what we heard, you know, several years ago. Why is that your philosophy and kind of take us through like why that is the way to go and to serve your business? Such a good question. To scale back a, a moment and say, scaling your business, creating a business for sustainability, I structure it um, in something I call entry to anchor, which is an ascension model. So we're building our businesses for lifetime value, which means we help one person, let's call her Sarah, at her most dire entry point need. And we, we solve something for her, we get her a quick win, and now she starts putting on blinders and getting loyalized to our programs, to our community. And then she says, you know what, My, I've graduated from this problem, and now I have this new question or this new issue. And you say, hey, guess what? The next rung in the ladder, the next program for me solves that issue. 
And then you keep going in that pattern until she buys everything from you. So you're creating your business in a way that serves the lifetime value of your warmest tribe, not everybody on the internet that we're always trying to get in front of and do the traffic and all the things. Mm -hmm. So if our goal becomes to take somebody from entry to anchor and be together for their life, then how is it that we can make sure we're setting them up for the most success at that entry point? How can we get it to where they're hitting the ground running when they buy into it? And a lot of times it is helping them rewrite their neural pathways, have the light bulb, the aha moment on the free side of the fence so that they get loyalized and they really, it sinks in. They just get it in in theory to where they purchase from you and now they're ready to put it into practice because they have the rest of the training, they have the rest of the how. We're not going to give away the kitchen sink for free, but we're going to give them enough that results happen quickly. And when someone looks on Instagram stories and sees another expert where they, they say, you know, three sessions in and she's made $10,000, it's like, how did that happen? Because the groundwork was laid with a lot of the free content or they did something prior. And with that, I'm huge on, I want to set you up for success within this program. I'm going to always operate under the assumption that someone is going to buy my entry point and then ascend with me for the lifetime value of their mm-hmm. business. And with that, I want to make sure that you are so well set up on the free side. There's something in psychology called the endowment effect, which says when somebody actually commits by purchasing, monetary has been exchanged between the two of you, their level of commitment and affinity for the program increases threefold and for the person. So basically, if you hear something for free, it means one thing, you get it in theory. Okay, makes sense. I do, I'm trusting you. I've seen some micro wins. I'm going to go and purchase. I purchased. So now I throw judgment out the window because my money's involved and I don't want to keep you at an arm's distance. I'm going to sponge. I'm going to do the work. But also because I purchased and because you took care of me on the free side, I feel so, so much warm and fuzzy towards you that I'm able to say, I love this person and my go-to expert and authority. And I'm going to really dig in and do the work. And when I see a result, I'm going to be so jazzed. I'm going to probably post about it, put it on my stories, DM the person, become a poster child. And now here it is. You've got this tribe of people who are just your rating fans because you took care of them before they even purchased from you. Mm-hmm. I love that. So yeah, it. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong because I used to think that way. I used to think, well, this is my expertise. Like I have to keep this to myself, you know, or I'm not going to be able to, you know, this is how I make my money. Well, we have to give them something, you know, on the front end, as far as, you know, encouraging them or, you know, really answering their questions. I think that's one thing that anybody would attest to is if someone DMs you like, like I did the first time, you know, you will answer and you will give an answer and you're giving people little bits and pieces and showing that like they should trust you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you, you do such a good job of building the no like and trust process. And I always say no, like trust and love or obsession, you know, there's, you know, when you can get to that fourth tier, then that, like you said, you have these raving fans, you have, you know, these people that are now like poster children for what you do. So I kind of want to dive into marketing and selling your expertise and really, you know, shifting. I think everybody, especially during this season of life has had to shift and figure out what the heck do I do? How do I you know, is there something I can sell? Is there something that I can teach on, educate, train on? And for people who have had to create an online brand or an online business or a piece of their business that's now online, where can you start? You know, where, you know, for, for a person that maybe they've built a, a really merchandise-based company for the last several years, or maybe they have a storefront or maybe whatever, and now they have to go digital, you know, 
how, what are like some of the basics 101 of starting that, that online business? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Using a, a retail storefront, for example, to say COVID hits and now you can't actually sell anything and curbside pickup isn't a real thing because people can't come in and see the clothes. So how do you know what's on the shelves? that I would say, okay, step one, let's go ahead and make a Facebook group and get a lot of your previous customers and anybody that you know and have them invite friends into it. And then there you have uh, you and whoever you know you live with. Let's say you've got a sister or a cousin that can come in and model some of the clothes. And now you are broadcasting it to where you can start doing that curbside pickup and it almost turns into a fun auction and a fashion show. Here's this piece. You can pair it with that piece and who wants it? And this is what it's going for. Da, 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 da. And then perhaps they're calling and they're paying over the phone. You've got an online portal or they're paying upon pickup and you're able to continue selling at that point. Now you've got these customers and these clients in this group. They're tuning in for these fashion shows. They're having fun. They're buying. They're then resharing it into the group. You're like, hey girls, I bought those pants and here they are in real life sitting on my couch in COVID, but here they are in real life. And with that, you have people talking and people talking equals they will share their problems, their needs, their desires with you. And you can then create something for them versus looking at all of the pieces of the puzzle without the picture on the front of the box, trying to make something fit, fitting a, a circle into a square all of that. That's a lot of what you, you're just sitting there staring at a cursor, blinking at you, hoping that you can come up with a way to take your business online, take your business online by asking your actual customers what it is they want to need. And if they don't know yet, and they're like, that's a great question, but you're a clothing line. So I don't really think of you except for to buy for the, the night out, not sure. going out. So my answer is nothing. Then perhaps you get creative and you start doing workshops online where you do um, outfit pairings and Anything that would be on brand, if you've got jewelry, you start doing some at-home things and there's some level of training. And then if you can monetize that in some way, shape or form, perhaps it turns into like a style course, then start right now is your time to start building that out and have one product where let's imagine you have a customer who loves your clothes and she comes in and says, I only shop from you guys because you help me piece things together. Like your mannequins, the way that you put the outfits together. That's the only way I know how to style myself. Mm-hmm. Now you make a style guide. It's $97. She takes that. She uplevels her ability to style herself and continues to buy from you. So how can you build for the actual people? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, what about for those people who maybe they're, you know, event planners or they've been kind of, you know, in this space, but they haven't taken that next step to brand themselves as an expert or show up as an authority online. They're totally new to, you know, being the brand themselves. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, they have done, you know, behind the scenes work or, you know, white label stuff, or they were a VA, but like their expertise is really in marketing. You know, what are those kind of first foundational steps to move into showing up online as an authority? Yeah. I was speaking on a panel at an event that had a big balloon display around us. And it was one of the prettiest ones I've ever seen. Super cute. It's kind of boho. And then they also had a um, step and repeat little photo spot, but they they weren't the cheesy props that you normally have like, oh, yeah, steak. And like, she did it. <laughs> little sign. And it was actually really fun and really trendy. And I asked the lady, I'm like, what's your Instagram? Where do you where do you locate all of your events, etc.? She sent me to her Instagram. She had like three posts on there. It was nothing of her, barely anything of her actual work. And so I took her aside and had a conversation. I'm like, you need to show this. This is going to get you so much work. And then if you have a really great 
uh, virtual storefront, your Instagram, then when you do attract ideal clients, event planners, maybe female entrepreneurs or who are going to host events, they can see that you're the one for them. And so it came down to showing her work, showing that she does the thing, kind of putting her money where her mouth is. And with that, then also some selfies, some pictures of her with the people to say like, it was such an honor to help with this event. And here's what I did. Actually just naming and claiming, stating for your people what it is that you do makes a huge difference. But yes, you do want to have your virtual storefront. I like to say, which is timely off of our previous example, Mm -hmm. that your Instagram acts as your... Your sign on the front of the door where you actually look and you're like, oh, okay, it's a clothing boutique. That's your name and your title. I understand who you are and what you do. A little bit of your bio as well. Then when you're window shopping and you're looking in and you're trying to decide if it's your style, that's where your captions are. And then your stories, that's the open door. That's the store clerk opening up and saying, hey, come on in. Let me help you find something. And then once you're in that store, i.e. you watch the stories, perhaps you respond to something, you're in the DMs. Imagine if this store clerk came up to you and had a genuine conversation about something that you both connected to, maybe not even about the clothes. And you guys just got to know each other. You walked around a little bit. She gave you space, but she was there when you needed her. You would feel like really taken care of. It's, it's easy to go there versus the person who walks up to you. Hi, I'm so-and-so. What's your name? What are you looking for? Try this top. And you're like, that's not even in my color oh, palette. Why would you throw that at me? <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> exactly. And so really just trying to put your best foot forward, allow people to window shop by looking at your photos, your captions, your products, being on stories, which is just the like, Hey, how are you? Come on in. And then taking care of a relationship building mm-hmm. process when you guys are in the DMs together. Yeah. I love that. I think it's super, some one thing we've heard, you know, on our audience or just with people in the DMs with me personally, is like, they, that feels so foreign to them. That feels very weird because if they're new to this and new to opening up, there's of course people feeling like they're, you know, fraudulent and having a complex about that and feeling like, because they haven't ever shown up like that before that like, you know, who am I to do this now? And so what would you say if someone is like struggling with that confidence piece? Mm -hmm. A a strong thing when somebody says, who am I to is the rebuttal, who are you not to? Mm -hmm. And it's almost become such a like quick Pinterest quote that we don't think twice about it. But if you sat down and you said, who am I not to, let's say the event planner or the, uh, yeah, the, the balloon gal, who am I not to then start showing all of my experience and everything that I've done for these events? Um, I'm not an expert. No, nope, actually I am. I haven't done this before. No, nope, actually I have. Like, you will okay. run out of things when you actually face them head on to say, why not me? You're, yeah. There's no list. It doesn't exist. The list does not exist. And so with that, you might have some imposter syndrome or yeah. some comparisonitis that we need to work through. But that's not to say that you're not actually an expert or that you couldn't facilitate transformation for somebody. So mm-hmm. really who am I to there? Your list is going to be very short. And I actually had one client, I'm not a mindset coach, but it usually Mm -hmm. does come into play, especially with women um, Mm -hmm. that she said she was, she was struggling with this. And so we had her make a dossier of all the compliments from her clients and from public facing people in her community who loved her trainings and put together this massive love list of all these people who had their lives straight up Missy Elliott did it, <laughs> turn upside down. And she, she was like, wow, I have, look at this entire folder of people that I have impacted versus say this one negative comment on the internet or this one nagging thought in my mind. It's so dismal in comparison. And sometimes we just have to sit down with ourselves and get over ourselves. I love that.
We are supported by BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com is online secure counseling services that you can take advantage of right from their handy dandy app. I've been using BetterHelp for the last several months. I went on there. I took a quick quiz about who I am and my personality. They matched me to the best fit counselor for me. And then we got started. You can message to your counselor in the app portal. You can journal. They can give you activities and kind of homework or assignments so that you can work through um, the things that you are dealing with. And when you use code GIRLGANG, you can get 10% off. So betterhelp.com slash girlgang for more information. This week we are supported by Smart Sweets. That's right. If you go to smartsweets.com, you can use code Amanda's in Dallas for free shipping on purchases over $30. And let me tell you, it is easy to get to $30. Um, $30 is like, let me set you up with the candy that you need for the month. We are in quarantine, guys. And so this is a time where some of us are either snacking more than normal or if you're like me, you are working and kind of forgetting, oh, it's like 2.30. I should probably eat lunch. <laughs> um, but Smart Sweets is a female-founded company that created candy that you love without the sugar and the bad stuff. How amazing is that? Every package has three grams of carbs. I know. Like, for real? And you guys, I have tried every single flavor and product of theirs. And here is what I love. Here are my favorites. I love the gummy bears. Though, I mean, that's just a go-to. Everybody likes gummy bears. I love their sweet fish. Those are probably my number one favorite. Those are the ones I get the most. Also, those are the ones that are usually available the most at my local Target. Um, and then I love their peach rings, but, or whatever they call them, peach rings. Yeah. But the the newest thing they came out with, you guys, which is super exciting, is their Smart Chews. And these are like your favorite square chew type of candy <laughs> that we all love, but obviously not the calories and the sugar that you experience with the other candy. So you can go to um, Smart Sweets is their Instagram handle, but you can use code Amanda's in Dallas for free shipping off of orders $30 or more and go to Smart Sweets. Just Google it or smartsweets.com. love that a lot. And yeah, I think we have to get over ourselves. And I think you're, you're great at saying like, why not you? Right. And, and just because there are a lot of other people doing X, Y, Z, 
doesn't mean that you can't too, right? There are Mm -hmm. always going to be other people that plan events or have a podcast now or are a coach or, you know, do whatever. But there's, you know, millions and millions and billions of people in the world. Why, why can't you too? I think that's another thing we hear a lot is, you know, people don't even want to try because it's like, well, you know, Rachel, uh, Rachel Hollis has already done this or whatever, whatever. So what? She has a, a way different following than you. And also she's been doing this for a long time. You know, it's okay. And, you know, there's still room to, to create. So I love that. I was going to say, even if you are, let's say Rachel Hall is a huge fan of hers and you've bought the books and the journals and you've attended Rise and you watch all of her trainings, you haven't seen everything of hers. You haven't seen all of the curriculum. There's Mm -hmm. just typically no way to, or traditionally no way to actually buy every single thing from some expert that's intimidating you out of doing it. And so you don't know what they're working with versus what you're working with. And you could be working with a better system for your people. You could be working with a smarter approach because this person's been doing it for so long that maybe they forget what it really feels like to be in the thick of it. And you are going to be just a couple steps ahead of the woman that you're serving. And so you're able to so concretely and get into that nitty gritty to really change her life to where she's like, this was a great formula or framework, or this made a lot of sense. But I, now I have all these follow-up questions and I don't have access to this high powered, you know, person with millions of followers, but they do have access to you. And so first and foremost, you guys will never do it exactly the same. You will always have your own unique approach. And even if you have some of the products from them, it doesn't matter if you see something that you like and you're like, that's how I would have done it. Or I don't know how to do it better. Put it away. You've not seen everything that they have and just do it in your own way. And then secondly, you being, you have the luxury of having a smaller audience than somebody like Rachel Hollis. You can intimately know these people. You can impact their lives very specifically versus her going very one-to-many style, which is wonderful. And that's, you know, we all hope to ascend to that level. Of course. (laughs) You know, right now building a, building a loyalized tribe is going to make the biggest difference. And so you're the people whose lives that you are going to impact that don't even know that you exist right now or that you're, they do know you, but the product doesn't exist. The difference between now and six months from now, when you've completely changed their lives is you deciding to actually just do the thing. Yeah. And it's like, how selfish am I to sit here on this knowledge and wait for somebody, one individual to pay me high ticket for it versus just changing and changing and changing so many lives along the way. Yeah, that's good. That's good. My next question was, forward thinking, you know, let's say we get started or we are started with our online business or the piece of our online business, um, and thinking into passive income. So less time for dollars. What do you think is, are some really tangible first steps to creating something that's passive that we know every month there's going to be X amount of dollars, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is key in scaling your business and having, you know, room to breathe and sustainability. So yes, 100% make a plan for it. I think we're very, most of us are very excited for passive income because what it can mean for that freedom and that income. Mm-hmm. So we try to jump straight to it without giving the product the proper awareness that it needs. And so by that, I mean, first and foremost, starting with a lot of problem aware conversations in your public facing audience, i.e. on your Instagram posts, stories, Facebook lives, email lists, really making sure people understand this. You have a problem. You've shared it with me. And let's really drill in and see what the difference between who you are and who you want to be 
how you get there. And it takes this kind of work and it takes this kind of information and, and all of these steps and all this support. And now they're really aware. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. What do I do? And then you perfectly present them that offer and you do a semblance of a live launch for it. So you're problem aware. Now let's make you product aware. Here's the solution to get you from where you are to where you want to be. They're like, wow, you've warmed me up so much. Now I am banging down the door for this offer. They buy it. You get all of that testimonial, that feedback. You can make it better or different. You've got all the social proof, the screenshotable results to put on the sales page and also sell it again. And perhaps you do another flash sale of it. You live launch it again. You behind the scenes sell it just to your email list of qualified people. You give it some legs. You give it some room to breathe and grow and, and ideate for one, two, three times before you think about taking it passive. And once it is so strong, your audience knows it exists. It's one of your go-to signature offers. It's a synonymous title. You say, oh, Shannon, five-figure Instagram. Oh, um, you know, Rachel Hollis, the Rise Event or Girl, Stop Apologizing. Like it becomes a product that people know for you. Mm-hmm. Then you have the ability to t- take it passive and create a smart evergreen funnel to push traffic towards it to where somebody comes in, maybe they opt in for free resources and then they're sold on an automated system that allows for them to buy it and you're seeing passive income. But jumping from where we are all the way to passive income without doing problem where product where multiple live launches, I think is doing a disservice to the ultimate income that you can be making. Yeah. And I think that's one of the um, myths or mysteries, honestly, of passive income is people think that they can just create something and then turn it into autopilot. And that's not the way to do it. I know right now I'm working on my authentic marketing course and getting that, you know, doing a soft launch of it here. And I know, you know, later on I'll do like another live launch of it, continue to sell it behind the scenes. And then if I feel like it's ready, then it might be something that would, would go passive and go, um, evergreen. But I think that's, that's a great idea. That's super, super awesome. And the last thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into some fun stuff is how can we look at things that we have right now or have done in the past and then kind of upcycle that? I think right now we're all, you know, especially thinking about content, you know, we can't do, you know, some of the photo shoots that we want to do, or, you know, for us, it's like, we haven't had an in-person event in 12 weeks. You know, I have no event photos except for the ones that we have from the past, you know, but you know, as also as far as offers or things that we've created, how can we kind of upcycle to get some momentum building back? Mm, great question. I would say like just taking Instagram in particular, as far as photo- photography goes that you can get creative today. I just did a post about, um, permission because it's a big yeah, thing in our space that good. we kind of Thanks. Mm-hmm. And we kind of stop ourselves because we put ourselves in these little boxes of, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, or I should, or how could I? And with that, I, I ordered permission. It came into my head a couple weeks ago. So I looked on Etsy. I found permission slips that quite literally said, you have permission to, and then an right. open square. And I ordered it knowing that this post would come out in a couple weeks. My fiance and I went outside in the street of my neighborhood. There's no flashy background and just snapped a couple quick iPhone photos. And there's one moving one where I'm like my hands flipping over my hair and I'm kind of, it's a little bit blurry, but I put it black and white as the cover of a carousel where the swipe over all the permission slips. And that 
that, you know, of course I had to order the permission slips, but that was just a quick turnaround of something that I made at home. And so there are a lot of options and with photography and filters and Lightroom and all of our options to create a lot of, a lot of content, throw some makeup on, throw a cute outfit on, go stand outside and blur the background for you to be able to get some pieces. Now showing what it is that you sell. If you have a physical event or if you have physical storefront, it gets a little bit harder, but you can always look at posts that performed really well in the past, post them again, maybe start doing, trying to get your engagement up while COVID is going and you're not open. Look at some of your previous most popular outfits, putting them together in a three stack carousel and saying A, B, or C, which one was your favorite? We're ordering for summer 2020. We're excited to open our doors again. For your event, if you want to recycle photos and say, I'm getting ready to do a bunch of um, flash sales or bundles on my balloon decor. Here are some previous ones. Which one are you looking towards for your spring 2020 events? Like just starting to, like you said, upcycle, recycle, repurpose, and use your your insights on Instagram to see where things performed well and then fan that flame and double down on it to get engagement back up and get your community plugged back in. Yeah. Speaking of engagement, I think we all got on Instagram like three times as much as we normally would have over in March. And then... I think that has made things get funky here in May. What, I mean, you're the mastermind and you know, you're the mad scientist behind social media and marketing. What do you think we can do to, you know, that's, that's a comment we see all the time is how do I get more engagement? And I think, first of all, I think, you know, people are expecting it to come to them when they haven't put work into it. So that's kind of beside the point, but what are some of your like quick tips for if we're seeing a dip in engagement? Yeah, great question. And it's so true that in March, everything spiked like crazy, which was great from a everybody showing up for each other community perspective, but the oversaturation really caused for a lot of our engagement just by proxy of the noise to dip down. I saw that on big accounts too. Um, I'm close with Jordan Lee Dooley and she has her main page and then she has the Own It Academy page and her She Podcast page and her personal was doing fine, but her business pages were just tanking during that time because of the saturation. And now things are picking back up. So it really depends on your niche and how things were going. But if you are seeing a decline because everything is rebalancing itself, like you said, the algorithm can be so funky. Yeah. Giving to get, and I know we said like, that's beside the point, but really you, the law of reciprocity, you reaching out and leaving the comment first and getting back on the radar of the people that you want to be commenting on your content, ideal clients, previous customers, community members, they're going to be like, oh, there's that brand, there's that store, there's that person. And they're going to come back over and pay more attention. And when you do lead the charge, the algorithm says, oh, wow, okay, these people know each other. This person left a comment, this person responded, this person DM'd, the person responded. So now they're in communication that when you post again, they're going to serve it to that person. They're going to assume you guys are close. You can kind of hack the system by telling the algorithm who it is that you want your content to be served to, Mm -hmm. but also making sure you are putting out some of your best quality pieces. It's not so much about quantity right now, as we saw in May, jumping out into the saturated space and trying to keep up with the Joneses, it doesn't make that big of a difference as quality content does because when something's quality and people see it and they start saving the post with which the algorithm loves and they're leaving Mm -hmm. comments and you're responding to everything the algorithm loves, that's going to get more reach per post, more reach per story than a bunch of posts stacked on top of each other, which are now competing against one another. Mm -hmm. So I would say try to post two to three times per week and make it high quality content. Do carousels, do examples, make it 
something that people are like, wow, this was so good. I have to save it. This is almost, you know, some of the best content for free. This is a style guide. This is a business or marketing checklist. Um, Mm -hmm. They're gorgeous photos or poses that I want to save so that I know how to use this for myself down the line. And also in the caption, write, save this post for the next time you blah, blah, blah. Telling people, oh yeah, I will save this post. That makes sense. Makes a huge difference for your saves than just hoping that they do it of their own volition. Yeah. There is um, a photographer and influencer here in Dallas. Her name is Marika. She is A, hilarious, B, so talented, and C, a queen of Instagram like yourself. And she started a hashtag called um, a post to save. And it has thousands of uses now because she, her, and her followers are so intensely like, if anybody were to go against Marika, they would all attack them (laughs) because she, like, they are so loyal. Like we love her. We know exactly what she does. We soak up every word she says, just like you and your followers. And so just by implementing that hashtag, a post to save, it taught her audience to start using it. And then even, um, I've seen some people add a little icon in the bottom of their, their image that says, that's like a little ribbon or like a bookmark. And it says like, save this post or, um, she starts, she tried it on one post to see how it did. Um, and she made it say like a post to save. And it's like, she showed us her stats too, in her stories, like the next day. And it was like crazy wild how just telling people, Hey, save this. And it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot I could do (laughs) exactly what that sounds incredible. What's her handle? It's at being Marika, M-A-R-R-I-C-A. I-C-A. Okay, cool. I have to tell a story since we're on the, um, her, okay, cool. Since we are on the topic of really loyal tribes, like yes. the beehive for Beyonce. Yes. So the other day, I don't know if you saw it on my stories, I had a catfish. Did you see yes. that? Oh my yes. God. So somebody from the community DM'd me a screenshot of a profile that was this girl, my name is Shannon Lutz. This woman's name was Laura Foxwell, which oh, great name, great gosh. spy name. And she had my photos from Instagram. Yeah. She had my profile picture. She was like business with a side of fun. I was like, at least she kept it, kept it friendly and business oriented, <laughs> but was just, I mean, he or she was a complete and total catfish operating yes. at, with my photos as a girl named Laura. So we, I posted it on my stories and I was like, I reported this. If you guys could report this and everybody came out of the woodwork and that profile got so intensely flagged that it got, she changed her handle, started blocking people. And then eventually it got shut down. Yeah. Thank God. Um, but it was like like, hours later. It didn't take long, right? No, no. Everybody came out of the woodwork and posted like crazy. But, and then I posted the don't F with cats duo where they did all that research from the Netflix documentary. There's a meme that says like, if I go missing, these are the people I want to find me. So I posted that and I covered up their faces from like, you know, have these two find me to have the bungalow babes find me because I was like, man, you guys came out of the woodwork to support. Thank you so much. But yeah, it's just amazing to see the friendships, the collaboration, the community, the things mm-hmm. that we can here with women across the world from us. Like, yeah. holy crap. How does this exist? Like, how is this it's, life? It's so phenomenal. I know. And that's what's so crazy is, you know, your audience, her audience, like, you know, these are truly nationwide, worldwide platforms, relationships. And, you know, even though she's based in Dallas and you're in Vegas, you know, it's just, it's incredible. But yeah, she's super funny. You should go follow her. She also just started a podcast called the Insta Story Gang. Ooh, good name. Yeah. She, I mean, she's like, loves Insta stories and she's like, 
you know, a nerd about the stats. Anyway, so yeah, this has been so great, so fun. Tell us all the things. How can we get involved with you? What do you have, you know, coming up? And how can people get um, obsessed with you? (laughs) Um, So it's the social bungalow on everything. Please do come and hang with me on the gram. I go down in the DMs, like Amanda was saying, if you have a question, I've got an answer. Um, So it's the social bungalow on Instagram. And from there, you'll always be able to connect with the Facebook group, which is where you don't just chat with me. You get to chat with all your new biz best and we're very um, online business and marketing focused. So there are a ton of experts in there. If you post a question, you will get some really juicy yes. feedback straight to the quick of the answer that you're seeking. No fluff stuff. So please come hang out on Instagram and then yeah, we'll get you locked into the community. So great. Amazing. Shannon, this was awesome. I'm so excited yes. to always be chatting with you, but thanks for joining us on the Girl Gang podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast.